1: Boy, man, I know it's a busy week considering what's happening, so I appreciate the time.
0: (laughs) Oh, sure, of course, man, of course. Hold on one second, okay? No problem. Okay, can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah, sounds great.
0: Okay. All right,
1: awesome. Uh, We record to edit, man, so if you, for whatever reason you feel like you don't like an answer or something, we can always throw the question at you again. Uh, It's just me, so... um, it's pretty straightforward um you know going to uh, ask you a little bit about Lincoln Riley and the relationship you know with Mike Stoops and uh how this whole thing came with him you know becoming a coach uh ask you specifically about Emmanuel uh, Beal and um just him being a Columbus Ohio guy and what he means to that team and a little bit about him and uh then you know of course uh whether how you see the the game playing out a little bit the matchup vices what happened last year versus what could happen this year and um you know, kinda of get a prediction from you, so
0: sure thing, yeah, whatever you guys want to talk about, man. I got all
1: the time. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan Kinney, blatant holerism, you want us to mention anything else, we introduce you or you know, point to anything else that you you know, contribute to?
0: Oh, I guess occasionally I write for Athlon Sports, so uh, you might find some of my stuff there. But most of the time, most of my stuff is up on com.
1: Okay. All right, man, we're going, to, we're going to start it up. Okay. This is With an Ohio Bias, a podcast for real fans with DNJ and Jake, and we're so happy to be joined here to preview the big matchup Saturday night, Oklahoma versus Ohio State. We go behind enemy lines with Alan Kinney of com. We like that name a lot, Alan. Welcome to the podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to be here, man. I really appreciate you guys uh asking me to come on.
1: Yeah, uh uh, uh Alan, just tell folks uh, a little bit about what you do at Blatant Homerism. I think the name is pretty specific and I think people, at least our fans will and listeners will make that connection, uh <laughs> kind of what you do, but explain what people can find there.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I uh, right, I'm am an Oklahoma uh, Sooners fan, have been united you know, like, a long time now. Uh and uh you know I've been writing there almost and now, which is crazy to think, um, and you know it's uh, you know just uh, a lot of I mean a lot of stuff about college. Almost, uh, the blatant homers and podcasts you can find that on iTunes, and uh, occasionally for Athlon Sports.
1: All right, Alan, uh, we want to break this game down a little bit, get your perspective. Um, but we want to first start back in the summer, um, I mean, early, early summer, uh, late spring. Uh, when the news came out, you know, we're very fond of Bob Stoops here, um, besides the, you know, back and forth stuff that's been happening with this home-and-home home series. Um, Bob Stoops, Mike Stoops, you know, uh, that family being from Youngstown area, you know, the Cardinal-Mooney connection. Um, but tell us, you know, it seemed pretty abrupt to everybody else outside of Norman, um the news comes down, he steps down and then he hands the keys to Lincoln Riley. Um was that a surprise to you as well?
0: Well, you know, when I saw uh they gave Lincoln Riley a pretty big
1: extension
0: in May. Uh, you know, which is something that Oklahoma never really did for the coordinator position. Uh I mean they they gave him you know, they're giving him over a million dollars a year, it was two years guaranteed. I mean, it's the kind of thing where where I saw that and knowing that you know, Stoops was had been at Oklahoma for eighteen, nineteen years, I and mean, he was coming. He was obviously much closer to the end of his run. Um, you know, I, I kind of just put two and two together at, the, at that point in time that it looked like Lincoln Riley would be uh, probably Oklahoma's next head coach. You know, and I, I put that out there, and so some people in the know hit me up and and said, you know, hey, Alan, you know, you're you're actually dead on with this that. That's, uh, you know, that that's kind of what's going on. Now, now, they didn't say, oh, this is going to happen, you know, in the next, you know, in the next month, the way it ended up going down. But, I mean, you know, I, I kind of figured that Seuss would take one more season and then, uh, then go up. But, you know, it, it sounds like he was just ready. Um, and the thing of it is is that I, I don't know if he would have, if, he didn't feel confident that he was handing the, the you know, the keys over to, uh, you know, kind of a, a hand-picked, a group successor in Lincoln Riley. Um, you know, by all for everything I've been told, uh you know, he really, you know, I thought
1: to, you know. Hey, secure. hey, Alan, i got to stop, uh, yeah, stop you real sure. quick. Yeah, i got to stop you real quick. You're breaking up just a little bit on me over there, so we're oh. losing some of the good stuff that you're saying.
0: Okay, hold on one second. Let me see here.
1: Um,
0: Hold on. Let me see. I'm just going to try to think about – you know what? I'll go outside real quick. Hold on one second. Hold on.
1: Do I still have you? Yeah, you got
0: me. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to go run outside in my car. That's actually one of the better places.
1: Okay. And, uh, uh, you, you're like, you're, you're saying good stuff, it. and then I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming in and out. I know how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I've been – oh, trust me, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, no, I – uh you know, I've I've had that happen a couple times. Actually, doing uh, you know, like live radio hits and stuff like that, where all of a sudden, then I'm 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 out. So hold on yeah. one second. Hold on. No problem.
1: Okay, how does it sound out here? Are you getting me? Okay. Oh yeah, crystal clear. You're like the velvet fog now. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All <laughs> right. You just tell me when you're ready, and I can. Uh, I'll. Start
1: yeah. I'm. A, I'm gonna go back to this uh, whole thing with Bob Stoops. So give me that okay. from the top again, because yeah. that the, the second part of what you were getting into was real good. Okay. Alan, um, you know, some of us here at the Buckeye State, you know, uh, we root for the Sooners because of the Bob Stoops, Mike Stoops connection, um, the Youngstown area, Cardinal Mooney. You know, we, the, everybody loves those guys. So whenever Ohio State's not playing for something, and Oklahoma Sooners are, we root for them. So maybe not the vitriol that's happened between this home and home, but, you know, we, uh, we were surprised with the news that he was going to step down back in, you know, the late spring, early summer. It uh, was a surprise to you and Norman.
0: Well, you know Stoops is an Ohio guy through and through, so you know he uh, he loves you guys too, um, and uh, you know he uh, you know I'll I'll tell you what you know back in I think it was you know May Oklahoma signed Lincoln Riley to a guaranteed three year deal as the you know as, as the offensive coordinator at the time. That's not something that Oklahoma normally does. You know, I mean they guaranteed they they, get, they were giving him over a million dollars a year. It was all guaranteed. Um, So I just kind of put two and two together looking at it and said, you know, given that Stoops is closer, knowing at the time, you know, he had to be closer to the end of his run than, you know, in the beginning obviously, that, you know, it just made sense that Lincoln Riley would probably be the guy to succeed him. You know, I figured Stoops would probably put in one more year and try to kind of make one last run and see how things went and then, you know, right off into the sunset. So I put that out there on uh, Bladen Homers, and all of a sudden I got hit up, you know, by some people saying, hey, listen, Alan, you're actually dead on. Now, now, now none of them said, you know, Stoops is, is, is stepping down in a month, but they did say, you know, I mean, Stoops is, is, thinks Riley's a star. I mean, that he, he really wouldn't, you know, he, he wants Riley to be the guy who takes over the program. So uh, you know, I, I I wasn't exactly stunned when it did come down. Like I said, I did figure he he'd take one more year, but I did I did have a pretty good sense that Stoops had handpicked Riley as a guy that he wanted
1: to be his successor. So
0: you know, at at that point, it, you know, it,
1: it all made sense to me. Now, has there been any drop off recruiting wise or anything else because it was kind of like I, I mean, at least to everybody outside, a little abrupt, but. You know, Bob Stoops is still around. We see him at practice. We see him. And so the other question comes to mind, is this stewardship for Lincoln Riley, or has he started putting his own stamp on the program as well?
0: Well, I mean, actually, the funny part is, is that recruiting actually, I think, picked up as a result of this. I mean, you know, Lincoln Riley's a younger guy, uh, high energy. He he takes to recruiting that was never something that was, that was one of, you know, Bob Stoops' favorite things to do. So, uh, you know, in that sense, I almost feel like it's picked up, Um, you know, and then in terms of uh, Riley putting his own stamp on things, I mean, he and Stoops talk, they're friends, you know, I mean, you know, Stoops is still around the program to a degree. So, you know, he's still kind of there for counsel, but uh, Riley, you know, has made it his show. And I think Stoops is, you know, after kind of, you know, doing the initial round of media explaining, you know, why he left and everything, I mean, he's kind of stepped, stepped back himself. Um, you know, so you, know, you saw it. And it's, it's a small thing, but it, it, it's kind of indicative of where things are now. You know, in the last game, Oklahoma was, you know, really just having their way with UTEP. And uh, halftime, Sooners came out, and uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, uh, had, a, had his baseball cap on, helmet off. He wasn't going back in the game. Oklahoma went to uh, back up Kyler Murray. Bob Stoops used to always keep his starters in the game, including the quarterback, you know, even in blowouts like that till late in the game. So it was just one of those things. It's a small thing. It doesn't seem like much, but it was kind of Lincoln Riley showing that uh, this was his program now.
1: Now, one last question with that. We think of the rest of that coaching staff. We know, you know, Mike Stoops is on that coaching staff, but also Coach Kish, uh Central Ohio guy. Um uh, are are those guys pretty much going to be moving forward with Lincoln Riley or is this just a year-and-waiting type of situation where he might, you know, make some staff moves after? Has there been any feel to that or is that just kind of hush-hush till the season's over?
0: You know, right now that is uh, not something that anybody has really, uh, you know, kind of talked about. I mean, there's there's always going to be speculation. um, But, you know, I mean, you know, Bob Stoops also made all these moves specifically. I think he timed it so that the coaching staff would remain intact for this year. Um, you know, I, I, you know, assuming that uh, all stays right with the defense, um, you know, I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley would be fine with with Mike Stoops staying on. Now, I mean, maybe Mike Stoops decides it's time for him to find something new. I, I honestly don't know. Um, so, you know, and, and then Tim Kish is a guy who's kind of getting up there and he might be looking to move on at the end of the year or maybe just kind of, you know, step aside from coaching given where he's at. But, You know, that's all really just kind of speculation at this point. There's nothing, uh, you know, solid out there information-wise about any of that.
1: All right, you brought up the UTEP game. Let's get to that real quick, a little football on the field. Um, You know, the Sooners definitely handled them easily, but uh, UTEP moved the ball in in the first couple series. And also, too, that defense got some penetration on that, you know, very highly touted offensive line. Um, is that something that Oklahoma should be worried about? And the basic question that comes to this, you know, when we think about the Ohio State-Oklahoma matchup, um, I I mean, just to put it out there, Alan, I think this is a case where Ohio State, just like last year, might be getting Oklahoma at the right set of time. Like that team went on to win 10 games and you know, the Big 12 and everything last year, but um, they weren't ready when the Buckeyes came into Norman last year. Will they be ready for Columbus? Great question. You
0: know, a lot of the uh, issues, uh, at least, Starting on with Oklahoma's defense, you know, I mean, the first uh, drive of the game, uh, UTEP, you know, was scored, and it was a case where a couple of different times, uh, I, it looked to me like Oklahoma's linebackers made bad uh, made bad reads and, and, and missed on their uh, run fits, um, and uh, you, know, you, you know, UTEP was able to break off a couple of big plays, and you know, I, it's funny, UTEP is is not a good team at all, but they actually have a couple solid uh, offensive linemen who were able to open some holes on that drive. You know, I mean, the defense stiffened up after that, and you know, UTEP really didn't do much. So, um, you know, but, but again, UTEP is not a, not a particularly good team, so I didn't take a ton away from that on the offense. As for, uh, you know, what was going on there with the UTEP's uh, defensive line, um, you know, in a lot of cases uh, I felt like watching that, I put some of that on Baker Mayfield, who – you know, he has an entire new receiving core, you know, for the most Mm -hmm. part uh, this year. And he's looking for guys to, uh, you know, kind of step in, be the go-to guy. And, you know, I'm not sure if he has a ton of confidence in in all those guys just yet. I felt like he was holding on to the ball and uh, was a actually a little hesitant at times. So, um, but, you know, I mean, there, there's no way around it. Ohio State's defensive line is, is going to be a tall test for any team this year. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, for the for the Sooners, uh, I'm not sure if I'm necessarily worried about uh, UTEP, uh, how, what UTEP did, but I am still <laughs> nonetheless worried about Ohio State, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I got a question for you, and this one is going to sound real simplistic, but why doesn't Baker Mayfield just throw the ball to Mark Andrews every time? That's a great question, you know, and I think that, uh,
0: he's, uh, I think that, uh, you know, Andrews is a guy I could imagine will get, uh, you know, a lot of work on Saturday night there in Columbus. Um, you know, Oklahoma's actually got a, a new, a freshman, uh, named Grant Calcaterra, who's also real big, you know, uh, six, three, six, four type range, you know, so they've got potential double tight end and then, a you know, a, a big H back fullback in, uh, uh, Dimitri Flowers. So they might. I'd be, I'll be interested. That's one thing I'm going to watch to see if Oklahoma rolls out any kind of real jumbo heavy-duty sets to set up some uh, tough matchups there for uh, Oklahoma, for Ohio State's uh, secondary and linebackers.
1: Yeah, that's something that uh, the team up north does. That was referred to the Harbaugh coach team up there. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, that yeah. was something that Virginia Tech was very successful with. Um, I cannot mm-hmm. think of the tight end's name, but the guy it was. Uh, I think it was. Okay, I don't want to say the wrong name, but that tight end for Virginia Tech and their fullback uh um, yeah, oh yeah. gave Ohio State, you know, fits um and were open in the steams and over the middle. Um let's talk keep mm-hmm. talking personnel. You talked about those wide receivers. Uh we saw like C D. Lamb show the speed. Um looks like he's still in that mark of Shepherd and Westbrook, um, and might be a little bit faster. Uh, is Oklahoma going to start using a moniker of slot receiver U or uh, am I crazy?
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I think that a, this is a, a big thing, but I, I think it's I think it holds up, man. I think C.D. Lamb is as talented, you know, a, a receiver, particularly physically, as anybody that OU's had under Bob Stoose. And there have been a lot of good receivers that have come through there, you know, that, so that's saying something. But uh, he's special, and uh, he's going to be a guy that uh, – is going to, you know, see a lot of action going forward. Now, you know, it you know being a true freshman, I don't know if they're going to be uh, you know, featuring him a lot on on uh Saturday night simply because, you know, you worry how guys like that are going to react in a, you know, place like the Horseshoe, but uh now he's a guy looking that that looking forward I think is going to be uh, you know, a real weapon in this offense.
1: And we're so happy to be joined by Alan Kenny from blatanthomerism.com. Alan, uh, from your own last post, uh, kind of previewing this game, uh, you just mentioned the environment inside the horseshoe. We know it's going to be rocking. We're pumped up about that. The first home game, too, this is what's rare, too, Alan. I don't know if you realize this for uh, Ohio State, is that usually they have, you know, an FCS school or another home game Mm -hmm. that opens it up you know, in August before the students get back and all that kind of stuff. This is – I mean, I can't think of one in a long time, but to have a top ten matchup and then have the students on campus for it and everything, the place is going to be – in a night game too. Uh, The last game I can think like that on Ohio State's campus that was like that was Texas, and that was Vince Young. And that one came down to A.J. Hawk not making a play on him and him going in and scoring. So uh, uh, definitely going to be there. But um, I I go to this – we talk about that environment composure your article, you talked about the two personal foul penalties, the roughing the passer. Um, you talked about just C.D. Lamb maybe not, you know, being as, you know, big a part of the offense just because maybe um, they dial that back on the big plays. Um, are they going to show some different wrinkles with Baker Mayfield, the trickery that Oklahoma's known for a little bit, or, or is Lincoln Riley going to, you know, play this thing a little conservative and try to get out with a field goal and a win? Great question. Uh, you know,
0: I just, from what I've seen of Lincoln Riley, uh, he loves some of those gadget plays, loves those trick plays. And I mean, to a degree, you know, I mean, Oklahoma's a seven and a half point underdog coming into this game. I mean, you know, the, uh, the you know, I could see them coming in playing pretty, you know, pretty, pretty loose just because of that and uh, throwing a lot of different looks at, uh, at Ohio State and, you know, I I can tell one thing that I, I feel pretty confident is that they, they hardly showed anything last week against UTEP. So, um anything that they have been working on, uh, you know, it has been kept under wraps, you know. And then uh one thing to also keep an eye out for too is Kyler um, Murray, uh, you know, a transfer a five star quarterback, uh, you know, transfer from Texas A and M who's oh, an eligible yeah. now and he's the backup guy. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, them maybe try out a few packages for him. I mean, you know, he can he can run and throw, uh, but he's real dangerous with his legs. So that, that might be one thing to uh, keep an eye on Saturday night. They might have something special for him.
1: I want to ask you about two guys on this Oklahoma program that were groomed in eastern Pennsylvania, one, by the way, of Central Ohio, and that's Emmanuel Beal, and then uh, the running back who uh, is – I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Joe Clatt was talking during that game against UTEP, saying that folks compared him to Adrian Peterson. I thought that maybe that was a bridge too far, but that's Marcellus Sutton. Um, what can you tell us about these two guys? We know, you know, Emmanuel Bill uh, was only second to Jordan Evans, who plays for the Bengals now, leading the team in uh, tackles. So we know the guy's very active out there, especially for his size. He makes plays. Um, is, is this guy going to have the homecoming he wants when he hits Columbus?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Beal is a guy that got kind of tossed into the fire last year, ironically, against Ohio State when Tay uh, Evans went down with a concussion that it actually ended, ended up in, in his career. So, you know, Beal was really forced into action there at inside linebacker. He's a smaller guy, so he had, you know, he had trouble early on kind of adjusting to uh, taking on lead blockers and filling gaps. But uh, you know, Oklahoma changed up the defensive scheme. They moved from a 3-4 to more of a 4-3 type look. And, uh, you know, that actually suits his game really well because he can play on the weak side and can chase plays more. Uh, you know, doesn't have to necessarily be filling gaps, taking on as big blockers. And he's really solid in coverage, too. He's a, You know, he's a good Big 12 linebacker in that respect that, you know, he'll, he'll be good, you know, taking on guys, you know, flaring out of the backfield and whatnot. So, I mean, he's a guy that is, is, in my opinion, solid. He's probably, probably, you know, uh, you know, not necessarily ideal for, uh, to go up against a team like Ohio State, but uh, could still make some big plays there for him. Uh, as for Marcellius Sutton, uh, he's really exciting. Now, I mean, you know, he's, I, I, he's not an all-world running back by any stretch yet, but uh, he's a guy that, that has definitely got some shake to him, and I really uh, was impressed watching him run last week in his first, you know, real live action as a Sooner.
1: All right. Uh, I want to get around the big 12 before we get your prediction for the game here, Alan. Um, Oklahoma State blowing the doors off people. We know they always got the offense. We know Gundy's always got the mullet. Um, But the defense actually looked (laughs) a little better making a couple plays. But, I mean, we know what, you know, first-week matchups are like. Um, Is it basically a collision course between them and Oklahoma? I mean, Tom Herman's having Mm -hmm. some trouble there in Texas. The Turtles got the snapping on him. And uh, we Mm -hmm. saw Matt Rule struggle down there with Baylor as well. Um, The only other guy who, of course, everybody holds in high respect is the old wizard up there in man happiness. Uh, We know K state can always catch somebody on a Thursday night. So, um, but uh, do you see anybody challenging else in the big 12?
0: I mean, right now to me, it looks like Oklahoma and Oklahoma state are on a conclusion course. They'll have that game in early November in uh, you know, in Stillwater. And then, um, you know, whoever finishes one and two in the big 12 this year, will be rematching the big 12 championship game. So, Potential for uh for bedlam twice this season mm. um, you know uh kansas state is is one team like you mentioned though that you got to keep an eye on uh they looked uh you know after a little bit of a slow start last week they they ended up looking pretty sharp by the end of things. I actually thought too uh watching West Virginia against um, Virginia Tech that they looked stronger than I expected I don't know if they'll end up competing for the top of the conference but uh, that could be a team that will get people some trouble. But, you know, like you mentioned, right now I still look at it as uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State competing
1: for the top spot. We talk about composure. Uh, that is not the model there in uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> West Virginia and Dana Holgerson. Uh But, you know, here's the thing. I love West Virginia as a program. I love watching them play football. But it, you never know what you're going to get. They're like, you know, I mean – they're like shaking up a soda. You never know if it's going to explode on you, or you're oh, going to just yeah. get to enjoy and drink it and you refresh yourself. So I mean, uh, yeah. that, that I mean, they had some penalties in that game where you're just like boneheaded plays. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do like that West Virginia. They that uh, that that's a good that's a good statement there. Um, all right, let's get to yeah. it, man. Prediction for this one: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, do the Sooners go booming and get the ride out of Columbus with a win?
0: Man, you know, I've gone back and forth on this one a lot. Uh, you know, I I feel like it'll be a, a you know, a game into the fourth quarter. Uh, but you know, look, just looking at it top to bottom, um Ohio State's roster, you know, even for, you know, for they, you know, despite the uh, I guess kind of slow start they had against Indiana, uh, that's still such an impressive team just top to bottom. Uh, Urban Meyer, you know, love him or hate him, is you still have to respect how great of a coach that he is, uh, how well he does getting his team up for games like this. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of see this being a kind of situation maybe where, um, you know, Ohio State maybe gets a late score to kind of put put it out of reach. Uh, I'm looking at something like maybe mm, 31
1: 23 Buckeyes. Well, here's the scary thing. Um, you know Ohio State's still a one dimensional team, you know as much as fans get excited about the, some of the plays that were uh you know big uh, catch and runs from Paris Campbell and Johnny Dixon, but they still you know are having trouble in the passing game, getting the flow for j t Barrett he did throw for three hundred some plus yards, but um it it was a rough it was a rough campaign um but they could yeah, run the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, this J.K. Dobbins yeah. kid, I mean, honestly, Alan came out of nowhere. Um, and he's starting again, so there's going to be a heavy dose of that. He touched the ball 30 times. I thought he could have touched it 50 against Indiana. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. the Indiana team who played lights out that first half, I think they could have beat anybody in the country if it just would have been one half of football that first half. Oh, um, my but,
0: gosh, that Cobbs kid, man. Yeah. No. Cobbs kid.
1: Yeah. I think he's first-round talent. I mean, the way he was playing in that oh, yeah. Game. Uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's about Ohio State, you know, doing that. And then here's the other thing that they like to do, and it's just one of those things. Um, that it's That's why I kind of asked you about composure. And another thing would be stamina of the Sooners because it's going to be kind of like Mayweather, McGregor. I think Ohio State, like you said, could keep it close to the fourth quarter. But that's when, you know, their conditioning and their strength and that rotation with that defensive line you talked about because they're going seven to eight deep. So it's not, uh, unless, and that's the other thing, unless Oklahoma goes back to that hurry-up, which we know is effective, you know, under Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, um, keeping that defensive line on the field a little bit. If Ohio State can rotate, uh, I see them, you know, outlasting, and uh, Oklahoma might get a little flabby like McGregor in those late rounds.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, you mentioned it right there. You hit it on the head. You know, if you can rotate uh, defensive linemen in like that, it's such a big advantage and Ohio state is so deep on the defensive line. Uh, you know, that's one thing, uh, you know, they can kind of stay fresh. Whereas, you know, you know, Oklahoma, what they're doing a uh, defensive line wise, I mean, you know, it's going to be pretty much just the four guys they've got out there. So I worry about that tempo wise, if they'll, if they're, if they will wear down late also
1: and Ohio state can
0: really get that running game going
1: in the fourth quarter. Well, we talked about Mark Andrews. We talked about CD lamb. Um, you know, I, I think there's plays to be made in that passing field. That that, that secondary got baptized by Indiana last week. So, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. But here's the thing, too, with that, though. Urban Meyer didn't have to fight to get anybody's attention this week. So that might be something else um, to look forward to. But it's definitely going to be an exciting game, Alan. We thank you so much for joining us on With an Ohio Bias. Tell people, you know, again, where they can hear the podcast, where they can read your writing, and anything anywhere else that you contribute, any shout-outs and anything else you want to mention.
0: Oh, well, thank you guys so much for the opportunity to come on. You can find uh, my work at com. You know, uh, the podcast is the Blayton Homerism podcast. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's also part of the v Sporto network. Occasionally I write some stuff for AthlonSports.com, and I'm on Twitter probably way too often. Uh, you can find me there at Homerism.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And don't ask Alan about the Jordan Parker injury. So that's one thing you want to avoid <laughs> on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. So Thanks so much, Alan, for joining hey. us.
0: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. All
1: right. We're done, man. I just had to slide that one in there. I saw you getting a little upset about that.
0: Oh, God, yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. You know, it's one of the things where it's it's a national talking point for people who aren't, like, following the program at all, you know.
1: So, yeah. yeah, I, re- I rewatched <laughs> the game Monday morning just so I'd be a little more fresher for. Uh, Cause yeah, yeah I, re- I reached out to you. I was waiting to get a response back, but just so we talked about. Didn't I'm gonna add our little part from our podcast? It's not like you know, it's sure. not a uh, cannabis LL Cool J thing or anything, but we just break it down oh, right. from Ohio right. State yeah, perspective. Yeah, you know sense. So, no, no, no,
0: no. I, well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you so much for uh reaching out.
1: No, definitely, and we look to talk to you here later on. Maybe a little Big 12 championship preview or something like that, Alan. Works for me, man. Thanks a lot. All right, later. Bye. Bye.